Yo, welcome back. It's day two of a 10-part series. I'm just turning on my phone and getting after it. Now, uh, yes, we're going to have better production today because I started writing this entry yesterday. Kind of fresh off the heels of that empathy conversation. I felt fired up. I felt fired up about it. And so I started writing. And I probably got through about three quarters of it yesterday, finished it today, recording it today. But because we're recording it and we wrote it before, production is going to be better. And we got a little bit of outcast in the background. It's, and that's never a bad thing. But today we're going to be talking about empathy and imagination. Day two. It's not even day two yet. And I'm already writing. Maybe you could tell because I'm still on the empathy thing, but it's unfolding right in front of me and I have to capture it. This podcast will be written and then recorded. Believe it or not, some people actually like to read. Pastor Wilson, you're one of them. So this is for you and all the newsletter readers out there. You're going to get a text copy in the post of what I'm saying. God just revealed something to me about empathy that I had never really considered. Empathy takes imagination. Think about it. Matter of fact, I don't think you can truly be empathetic at all unless you have a somewhat active imagination. Webster's Dictionary defines empathy as the action of understanding being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another of either the past or present without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. It's a detailed, it's a detailed uh, definition, right? But the things I love about it is that it is a clear understanding to vicariously experience what someone else is communicating to you without them giving you all the details, without it being a fully communicated, objectively explicit manner. Think about that. You don't have all the details. You're not supposed to have all the details. Empathy doesn't mean that you have all the details. It doesn't mean you have all the logic. It just means that you are understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings of someone else, even though you don't have all the details. Now, that's powerful in and of itself. Because empathy is the heart of God, right? That, that's what God does for us. He understands us preemptively before we say anything, before we've ever said anything. He understands us as if he is us. That's our goal, right? The definition literally says, imagine that you feel it without saying the word imagine. Imagine that you have that awareness. Imagine the feelings, thoughts, and experiences. And if you really contemplate it, 
How else could you empathize? How else could you do it without your imagination? I looked up the definition of imagine also. Imagine is to form a mental image of something not present. To form the mental image. So to empathize with someone, you have to form a mental image of their situation that you have to imagine it. When you begin to imagine it, then things become strangely clearer. Actions start to make more sense. Tears have substance. It's personally understood by you, personally understood by you, because the pain actually begins to hurt you. The way that theirs must hurt. When you imagine, you empathize. When your emotions get caught up in there, you are empathizing. Dare I say that this is yet another reason why people don't have empathy. Because it'll cost them something. Not only the emotional effort of imagining their situation, because it does take emotional capital to imagine someone else's situation, but also the pain that might rub off on you. And not just the pain that might rub off on you, but wait for it, the pain that their pain might trigger in your life. I'm going to say that one again. Because it's not just the pain that might rub off on you. It's the pain that their pain might trigger in your life. And God forbid it's unresolved trauma. God forbid it's something that you haven't unpacked and dealt with in your own life. Or that you don't understand already. A person's pain might not even look like their pain anymore. It might have the scent of your own hurt at that point. Your own suffering and your own problems. But how do I use my imagination to better empathize with people around me? Well, I don't know that I have the answer fully figured out yet, but I know that I had to do it recently with my own kid. I don't share a lot of her life because I keep her pri private. And so I don't share a ton of her life in my writing, but this just seemed to hit the nail on the head as far as a perfect example of the practice of empathy and the struggle of empathy. I realized that there's a mental conversion that we have to actually make that essentially allows us to better digest the content that we consume. Like we got to actually see it, sometimes hear it from somebody else to, 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 to fully digest what it is we're listening to or we're understanding. So here's my, my um, I wanted to say donation. Here's my contribution with my personal story. Recently, my daughter was talking to a guy. They stopped talking the other day. I'm not going to get into all the details of it, but what I will share 
is that I found myself in a really tough spot because I've never personally had some of these experiences that she's talking to me about. Things are just very different for her generation. The same way they were different for our parents and our parents' parents. There are always generational differences and it can become difficult to understand and, and, and even much less to be empathetic. This generation is more afraid of commitment than any generation before. It's, there's a stigma almost against commitment. Keeping your options open is like normal. It's not, it's not even like keeping your options open like behind closed doors or to yourself. It's like you're, you, you actively keep your options open to every, like, and, and, it, and you make that publicly available not just to the person that you're connecting with, but to everyone. And, and they, they've, they've basically watched us and <laughs> basically watched us make enough mistakes that they don't want to allow themselves to be hurt by them. Relationships, friendships, and acquaintances are a screenshot away from destruction constantly. Like how, how stressful does that have to be to have friends or to exist in their digital world? Honestly, it's got to be scary for them. But before I really went there and I talked to Hannah to really understand the actions and the mentality, I didn't even have the tools to use to properly even imagine it. And for one of the first times, I felt slightly estranged from my daughter because I was I was kind of clueless. After I listened more and more, I could hear the similarities to the hurt that I've known. I could hear the disappointment that I've known. I could hear the embarrassment, the feeling of wasting time. And yeah, maybe it was all packaged differently. And I didn't like the packaging. But that didn't stop me from digging deeper. I had to learn first so that I could imagine next. So that I could empathize ultimately. I'm going to say that one again also. I had to learn. I had to listen first to learn. So that I could imagine next. And so that I could ultimately empathize with her. So, so there's a pattern there. There's listen, learn, imagine, empathize. And I did. And yeah, I knew he was a goofy little B-boy that didn't deserve my kid's time of day. But I also didn't let my personal opinion and my judgment blockade me from getting to empathy for her. For her. I think so often we stop short and we stop ourselves at the situation or at the details that we can understand in front of us, but we're not allowing ourselves to go there to be empathetically with the person that's in pain, with the person that we say that we love, with the person that we care about, that we want to be for, that we're talking to. We stop short at the details because the details are not the way that I would handle those details. 
Even in this example, we can see how many places empathy can be snatched out of our hearts. It's almost like we have an exorbitantly more difficult time of maintaining empathy because we grasp onto everything else that we can logically understand first. He wasn't good enough anyway. It's his fault. That little shit. <laughs> I mean, that's my word, but that's the truth. You are so great and you didn't deserve X, Y, Z. But what does any of this do for the way my kid was feeling in those moments? Nothing. All my kid needed was for me to listen, to learn, to imagine, and then empathize. And so that's what I did. Specifically, since there are so many generational differences, it finally clicked when I used my imagination to put myself in her shoes. And then I responded from that place. When I stripped away all the details that I knew and I took on the details that she knew. Don't miss that part. I stripped away the details that I knew and I put on the details that she knew. That's what it means to put yourself in someone's shoes, y'all. It doesn't mean to take everything that you knew and shove it into that person's scenario and, and still act like yourself in their scenario. It means to strip yourself down. And to put on there as much of their understanding as possible. And there's factors that are involved. It could be age. It could be, it could be, it could be, I said, almost said time on earth, which is age. But it could be uh, uh, finances. It could be uh, experience in life. It could be geographically where they know or where they live, where they grow, where they come from. There's so many different things that you have to try to imagine when attempting to be empathetic. So before you offer anything, did you listen? Before you judge anything, did you put yourself in their shoes? Did you learn about them? Before you wrote them off, did you imagine life's intricacies also occurring for that person? Because we forget that, right? Life is complicated for me, but no one else. Simple for them. Because I know them in 2D. I know them in a flat projection of themselves. It's not as complicated for them as it is for me. But did you imagine life's intricacies also occurring for that person and yeah it's easy to have your own perspective and your own coulda woulda shouldas but is that what they needed in that moment is is it what they need don't you want to be closer to them if it was you wouldn't you want to be heard have you ever needed to be heard be seen to be listened to have you ever needed someone to imagine what it must be like 
to be in your shoes, to be in your situation, then why is it so hard for us to do it to other people? Why is it so, why is it so difficult? For open, to open our hearts the way that our hearts have needed to feel loved, to feel seen, to feel cared for, to feel empathized with, to feel loved. Because that's what empathy is. Empathy is love. It's the, it's the it's the spirit of love. I know that we can do better for each other, and I know that we can truly empathize with each other if we just do a little bit better job imagining. So that's what I'm leaving you with. My prayer is for you. To imagine better. My prayer is for me to imagine better. For me to look past the Instagram post. For me to look past the bullshit that people project to protect themselves. To look past the facade that keeps depression hidden away. And, and, to, and to truly see people. And to truly connect with people. And, 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 and to truly be what I know that God wants us to be to each other. Through love and empathy. That's day two. But guys, I want to start. I want to close out with some prayers. I um, have been praying all day. Um, it's just been one person after another, a person after another person, um, either reaching out or, um, or, or seeing posts or I don't know, reaching out. There've been a few different people that have reached out. There's a few different people that I've just randomly caught in a few seconds, literally seconds that I spend on social media, uh, in an hour, I have caught a few and I just want to pray for them. Uh, I just want to pray for Genevieve right now, God. I'm not going to share any of the details, God. You have all the details. But just be with her. Be with her family. Be with her son. Put your loving angels around that family today. She trusts you and she loves you so much. God, I want you to put your angels around Tim Kim and his family and his father who's in surgery. Maybe as we speak, Lord. Guide the hands of those surgeons. Heal the infection. Put your angels around that surgical room and that family today as they are in dire need of you today and of your healing and of your strength and of your mercy and your grace today. I pray for my, my boy Andres. Again, details that I don't even know, Lord, and I don't need them, God, because... You got it, bro. You got it. And I know you got it. And I know you can handle it. 
And I know that there's uh, there's other people that are on my timeline, Lord, that need prayer. There's a girl yesterday that just said, I just need a friend. And I don't even know how I know her, God, but I reached out and I was like, I don't even know you. I don't know how we're Facebook friends, but hey, you know, I'll be a stranger friend. But that's where that's where so many people in the world are, bro, are, are Lord. There's just there's so many people in the world that need you. There's so many people that that just need to feel like they're seen, like they're being walked with. Give me the opportunity to to pray for them, walk with them, whatever it is that I can do, Lord, within my capacity. But I trust you to do everything in your capacity. Lord, put your angels around my family, God. My family, God. I feel like we just get our asses kicked. I'm not gonna lie to you, God. I feel like we get our asses kicked each and every one of us. For years has been getting their ass kicked financially or physically or 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 like it's just god it's it's i'm so thankful god that you've given my family faith to fall back on i was so thankful for my mom in the way that she 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 raised them up in your way so that we had we had faith to fall back on god and I know that the five of us need you in some form or fashion today. Take the sadness away, Lord. Take the pain away. Multiple people, I could say, Lord, take the pain away in my family. All of us, actually, Lord, need you in some form or fashion. I pray that you just keep showing up for us. You keep providing for us. We trust you. God, I, to anybody that's listening, I pray for them to to continuously, Lord, lean into the imagination that you have blessed them with and, and, and challenge them, God, to use that imagination to draw closer to people, to use that imagination to 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 better see people, to better connect with each other. To better love each other. Because Lord, I know that if that happens, if there is a if there is a way for more people to connect empathetically, the world will be a better place. Each and every relationship that's restored. Each and every person that is that is gaining connection, strength love maybe the the breath of air that they need to handle the next storm the next season but we can only get there oh god if we just imagine each other better imagine each other's situations better empathize and connect with each other better and so that's my prayer today that's the prayer that i have over this whole ministry god that you just use it to to allow people to better connect I pray, God, that you keep showing me ways to teach people to share their blessings and their bruises, to connect with love and empathy, share the good times and the bad times, to connect with love and empathy. Notice at the heart of this ministry, I notice that at the at your heart, at the center of your heart, Lord, is that connection to us, for us, and we thank you for it. Amen.
Y'all, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening. This is day two. God only knows where this is going to go, but I already started writing day three. So I think tomorrow we're going to do, I'm going to dive into the question, can I be empathetic with myself? And who knows, maybe maybe day two and day three are backwards because maybe we should have started talking about being empathetic to yourself first. But we'll see where that goes. I've got some writing to do about that today. Who knows? Maybe tomorrow's production is going to be good to good as well. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'm just going to uh, grab my phone and record it. I don't know. But I'm just going day by day. We're making an entry every day. And I'm thankful that this is du- kicking the rust off of me um, producing content again, producing um, podcasts again, producing the uh, uh, newsletter again. And I'm, I'm super thankful for that. And, uh, and I'm just going to keep going uh, because that's all I know is I was told to do 10 days. And so far, I'm three for three. I haven't even hit the third day and I already got something to talk about for tomorrow. So uh, I was worried that I would I would just get stumped, um, but not not so far. So thank you all for everything. I appreciate y'all. Um, God bless. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.